1: Good morning. It is Thursday, December 30th. You are listening to the 24 7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I'm your host, Lance Glynn. We have hit our final episode of 2021. And before we start, I speak for Blair Angulo and myself, as we want to thank everyone who listens for helping to bring the 24 7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast to new heights this past year. Our listenership has expanded immensely. And that's all thanks to all of you, our great listeners. And we have taken on so many new projects to bring you the best content that we can. To close out 2021, We wanted to take a look at a program that, frankly, closed out the early signing period in a big way. They currently rank fifth in the 24-7 sports team recruiting rankings, and that, of course, is Texas. Joining me to discuss the Longhorns is the recruiting editor for Horns247.com, Mike Roach. Mike, how are we doing? Thanks so much for coming on and giving me some time.
0: Absolutely, Lance. Uh, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm sure uh,
1: you're enjoying, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure you're enjoying the nice uh, Florida weather. Uh, Unfortunately, I'm up here in New Jersey we're preparing for snow, so I, I'm jealous of you being able to uh, to be in Orlando for the Under Armour game. I got to tell you,
0: yeah, it's uh, you know Brian Doan, who's uh, from New Jersey, is is down here with us, and he was telling me that that you guys were expected to get big weather up there, so he was glad he got out of town earlier.
1: Yes, yes, we are expected to get some. Some cold, some chilly weather over the next couple of days uh, into the new year, unfortunately. Um, but hey, we're, we're getting through it up here uh, in the Garden State. So I wanted to, to start looking at Texas with you. It was obviously a season to forget for Longhorn fans. It was quite an eventful signing period as well for the program. You could tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's safe to assume that the fan base right now is happier and the future of the program is looking brighter than, say, it did right after their last game against Kansas State?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think anytime you have a five and seven season, it's, you know, with a lot of excitement, Steve Sarkeesian had coming in. It, it obviously didn't pan out the way Texas fans had hoped in his first year. And uh, the only way you fix that is by kind of offering some hope for the future. And I think they've done that, you know, with this recruiting class. They've been able to, you know, currently have the, the number five class in the country, uh, despite that that type of poor year and and really close strong down the stretch. So uh, looking ahead, I think that there are some key pieces coming into place and, um, and, you know, you got to be really excited with where things stand. Not only, uh, you know, when it comes to, the recruiting class, but you know, with our overall rankings now based with the transfer portal, getting two big transfers in, and Quinn Ewers and, and Ryan Watts has Texas in the top five as well. And overall,
1: I know what happened a few days before the early signing period began on the 15th. That's Quinn Ewers' commitment to Texas. At that point, a lot of the top 2022 guys throughout the country had already committed somewhere and were ready to sign. But did you at all see his commitment impact the 22 cycle, or do you think the Quinn Ewers factor, so to speak, will be more on display as Texas? Texas pivots to 2023 recruiting?
0: I think had it happened a little earlier, um, you know, I think Quinn was in the portal for a couple of weeks before he made his decision. Had it been a quick decision, I think you could have seen it impact some races down the stretch. But, you know, it happening, the uh, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to remember when it happened. I believe it was the Sunday before the early signing period. I think A lot of guys have made their decisions by that point. And so it didn't didn't affect a ton, but I could see it, uh, you know, based on the way he plays this year and just the name, rec- uh, you know, The name, the name recognition that he has in the state of Texas and nationally, I could see it, uh, you know, helping out in 2023 with some big targets.
1: What I think was so important in this class for Texas was the in-state rebound. Last year, Texas landed one player in the top 30 from in-state according to the 24-7 sports rankings. And look, I don't have to tell you, you know, that's just not good enough for the, the state university. And in 2022, as of right now, they have six signees from the top 30 in the state of Texas with a seventh potentially on the way. What changed to set off such a positive rebound in the Lone Star State? Was it just Steve Sarkeesian having a full cycle to work with? Did he and his staff do anything differently you know how was texas able to bounce back and keep more more kids home in 2022 than they obviously were in 2021
0: I think a big part of it is they, they did a really good job coming in immediately saying we want to establish recruiting based on relationships and, you know, talking to to sources at Texas, it was never we're selling the school or the program or this it's, you know, the relationship has to be there first. And they really went about that and, uh, you know, forged those relationships with coaches and players and, and their parents. And they did a good job and, and that showed kind of down the stretch as they were able to stay in the race for some guys they thought they had lost earlier in the year. So that that was a big thing. And I think just the opportunities at Texas, the uh, obviously there's a big roster overhaul happening under Steve Sarkeesian. And I think looking at it and seeing the potential for early playing time helped them a ton. So Mike, a couple more from me,
1: Where do Steve Sarkeesian and staff go from here in the 2022 class? Look, obviously some highly sought after in-state prospects still on the board, namely Devin Campbell and Harold Perkins. The transfer portal is, I'm sure, something that the staff is monitoring as well. What positions do they target? And I guess, who are they specifically targeting to potentially close out the 2022 class when the traditional signing day rolls around in February?
0: This has been a class that has addressed the trenches for Texas. And that's a place where they've kind of under-recruited in the past few years. But if you look at the strength of this group, it's on the offensive and defensive lines. Um, you know, getting guys like Kelvin Banks and you Nato know, Umazulu and, and Cole Hudson, Connor Robertson, Malik Ogbo already in this group. And then to consider that they're still chasing guys like uh, Ernest Green and, and Devon Campbell. They would love to add as many offensive line bodies to this mix as possible. Um, and then when you look at, at the defensive line, they signed one of the biggest defensive line groups as well. And yet they're still in the transfer portal and uh, looking around the high school ranks for possible candidates to be edge rushers and, and to play up front i think with a move to the sec going forward there's been a lot of emphasis in building on the offensive and defensive lines and that's you know that's uh obviously uh it's a foundation piece for your class, for your uh, program. And so I think as we see them go down the stretch, sure. They want to add Harold Perkins. They'd love to add Jacoby Matthews, the the five-star safety from Louisiana. There, there are some pieces in the secondary. I think they would like to fix. Uh, They probably need another receiver or two, Uh, but right now they're, they're focused on throwing as many bodies as they can on the front lines. And
1: you mentioned Devon Campbell. He's obviously someone who's announcing in the new year in 2022. You have him uh, a crystal ball of eight going to Texas. Of course, this was done, you know, I think over a year ago at this point. But are are you still confident uh, in Texas's uh, chances of landing uh, the five star offensive lineman?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, it's it, Texas has kind of always been the it school for Devon and they've, they've kind of run out in front of that race. And I, I've had that crystal ball in for a while and never really had a reason to change it. They've done a great job establishing the relationship with him, even over two staffs, you know, the transition from Black, the staff that offered him to this staff never really dropped. And so I think, you know, with with him, obviously it's going to come down to a battle between Texas and Oklahoma. Oklahoma with with Bill Biedenball is going to be tough. I mean, I know that Devon you know, he really likes Bill Biedenbaugh. He's he's really enjoyed his time up there. And he's he's grown close with Trent Williams, the former offensive lineman at Oklahoma, who's now an all-pro in the NFL. So they have those things going for him. But Texas has kind of always been the school. And I kind of equate it to the Alfred Collins recruitment a couple of years ago for Texas, where they were out in front for most of it. Oklahoma made a late push, but Texas ended up winning out on uh, February signing day. So that's kind of the way I see it. Um, of course, you know, anything can happen in the next month, uh, but we'll see kind of how it shakes out.
1: And Devon Campbell scheduled to announce on February 3rd. So Mike, last one from me, and I want to quickly touch on 2023. It's a big year upcoming for Texas on the field. They have to improve off of this year's five and seven record. They currently have one commit for next year's cycle. That's four-star in-state safety, Jamel Johnson out of Arlington. Look, we know about Arch Manning. He's obviously the big fish on, I'm sure on not only Texas's board, but the boards of frankly, a few of the nation's best programs. Who are some other names Texas fans should keep an eye on as Sark looks to build this 23 class?
0: You know, there's some big names within the state and uh, nationally, but, you know, if you look in the state, kind of the, I guess, the big three they're looking for there on offense would be if you're looking for a quarterback, wide receiver, running back combo, uh, would be Arch Manning, Jonte Cook at wide receiver from DeSoto, and Ruben Owens from El Campo, the five star running back. Texas has been in great shape with all three of those guys. They had Owens previously committed. Uh, he decommitted the summer, but I still think they're. They sit at the top of that list, and you know I'm I'm really interested to see how how aggressive they get early in that cycle because even in 2022 they were still building those relationships and they were doing it within the COVID dead period um, and not really getting to have visits until uh, June. They've been able to get ahead on 23 and really start to build strong relationships there. So I'm interested to see kind of how that pans out.
1: And I know I said last one for that one, but I. Just thought of one more. SEC, in terms of Texas joining, how big was that in this 2022 class and how big could that be? Obviously moving forward, 2023, 2024 and beyond.
0: I think it it had a little bit of effect in 2022. Those prospects are still, you know, with the entry date, Texas looking at going in 2025 right now. I certainly thinks something may happen sooner than that. But um, the 2022 guys were looking at 2025. Like, well, I, you know, I'm pretty much going to be out of school by that point, so it's not going to play a factor. But as you get closer to that transition date, I think that it, it does help a lot. And I, there are guys, you know, we did see it with Texas A&M when they moved to the SEC, how they were able to recruit better in the state of Texas and even nationally. So, uh, you know, Texas has always been a program that's uh, recruited well on paper. Uh, development's kind of been. The key problem there. And so I think with the move to the SEC, uh bolstering them, if they can show some success on the field, they could really take off.
1: The Longhorns currently fifth in the twenty four seven sports team recruiting rankings for twenty twenty two. You can follow him on Twitter at Mike Roach two four seven, the recruiting editor for horns247.com. Mike, thanks so much for giving me some time and of course a happy new year to you and yours, my friend.
0: Yes. Happy New Year to you, Lance. I appreciate it. Thanks.
1: As I said at the beginning of the podcast, on behalf of Blair and Gulu and myself, we want to thank you, the listeners, for all the support over this past year. So signing off for one last time in 2021, for Mike Roach, I am Lance Glenn. Thanks for listening to this episode of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Have a safe, healthy, and happy New Year.